Yeah, regular radio. That was the regular radio playing. Yeah. Um. So yep. So now we are. We're good to talk. We're off the radio. Is she waiting to come in? I think so. Yeah. If she can come in. You. You. Yeah. That's uh, totally fine. <laughs> um. This is extremely formal, and this it, is I <laughs> totally formal, and everything's totally fine. <laughs> there will be no comfort in this room. All right. <laughs> Just jokes, just jokes. <clears throat> this is actually a really, really nice spot, and yeah, I like the fact that it's kind of just an informal conversation where you just be yourself. It's good. Yeah, that's that's kind of the point of like building this anyway. Yeah, is to bring authenticity, and because there, when I when I kind of came out to the gigging world, there was this air of majest, you know, like majesty in some in some respects, mm. <clears throat> especially when it came to like. <laughs> Excuse me. Meanwhile, I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> like when it comes to like you know you, you see like Bjorn and like his following, um, or Robin and her following, and it's like oh these are like or Co- even Cody and his one he's got a giant fo- a relatively giant following in York, mm-hmm. um, and you see these crowds come out to these musicians, and you're kind of like, oh wow they're almost untouchable in some aspects. And you're kind of you're kind of big around here, too. Yeah, I'm getting there. You're getting there, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, it just depends on what you want. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't ever want to be attached to, like, an air of entitlement or anything like that. And oh, no, not, the- not to say that those people are, but, I mean, they've definitely earned their stripes along the way. For sure. So it can be very intimidating for somebody to come out and see them and be like, oh, I'm going to follow that up. Or like, like you know, like, like, like no. Henry, Henry Dvorak, oh right? my lord, like, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. follow him, uh, him up on bass, and he's up there playing my piano, absolutely slaying it. I'm like, yeah. I gotta go next, man. Yeah, I've I've played his stand up already, and it's actually pretty fun. Um, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's Henry's always been very welcoming. Um, in terms of Henry is really cool. Yeah, he's just like, hey, come come hang out, come jam, whatever. So he's he's good. That can be intimidating. I get that for sure. But I don't want that to like deter people from coming out to an open mic. And yeah, it, right. That's, that's not something I, I've you know would want for myself. That's why I don't ever want to be like, I don't want to be big, you know, or famous or whatever. I just want to be the guy who runs some open mics and gets people to link up. And you know what? If other people are good enough to the point where they feel like they can make a career out of it, then awesome. awesome. Yep. Yeah, then awesome. It's all about community, really. Yeah, well, and the the community and looking out for each other too, because mm-hmm. you know you see some people that are in a a situation in their life where maybe they need a little extra help, or like mm-hmm. maybe we need to cook a meal for each other every so often, or you know maybe we need to have a talk about something, some, yeah, something that you know might be going to hurt them eventually and the last thing that we want you know in the music community is people falling off the wagon or getting hurt you know hurting themselves stuff like that and as musicians man we're already we're already tortured souls in some respects right and then there's the whole um we can kind of move this into like the whole drug scene within music as well that's a, a giant part of the industry um because you know, once you make money, we're tortured souls. We want to feel good, right. so sometimes we abuse that power that we have yeah. to, uh, you know, and some, uh, I'm, you know, some people need some drugs to, to function. I need, I need, uh, like medication. Yeah, in terms of like, like, um, 
Well, you said I don't know if you're comfortable. I'm good. I have ADHD. Okay. I, I got I got a bad, uh, like I had like legitimately have to be medicated or else I would uh, not function in a quote unquote normal society. I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's just funny. I, I'm really into Logic lately. Like the uh, rapper Logic. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he has a song called ADHD. It's really good. It that. I listened to it yesterday and bumped it pretty hard. It's I'll a good one. Out, yeah. yeah, yeah, check it out. It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's you're not necessarily the cleanest in terms of lyrical content, but it's pretty good for the kids who got ADHD <laughs> to not feel so like you know, isolated and whatever. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting to uh, see how like the 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 most of the musicians that I, I know at least have some sort of ADD, autism, ADHD. And uh, it really, I've, I've noticed this a lot. There's a lot of jobs that cater to people with, with like ADHD or like mm-hmm. neurodivergent um, people, if you know that term. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for example, I teach kids how to swim. Every 30 minutes, there's a different kid, different problem to solve. Yep. Um, and it, it's it's really nice. And with music, it's always changing. Always. Uh, so, and there's always something else, to, not something new to listen to. Yeah. So it's super yeah. engaging in the mind, and, and like this, this is super easy to to, to to handle because I don't have to concentrate on, you know, menial labor for the next you know eight hours. Uh, not not to knock people that can do that. I greatly respect people who can who like do. Fa- I used to do fa- factory work myself, and yeah. it killed me because I I I couldn't listen to anything. I couldn't. Uh, I it would it was literally. Being, you know, a forklift thing was nice. I loved to do a forklift. I did that too for a while. Yeah. I did tow motor and forklift in a yeah. warehouse for a while and fulfillment center. So, yeah. so that's fun. But it is well, it's fun when you can like roll a bunch of uh, bubble wrap down the aisle for like that's forty, 40 yeah. feet and just roll that <laughs> roll that mm-hmm. tow motor down it. But yeah, there's there's like you find joy in the little things. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, that eight hours that will drive you. A little wild if you have that hyperactive mind, and yeah. I do. Like I'd sit there and write, and I've never been diagnosed with anything. But I mean, you know, I'd write and I'd play songs, you know, at work here and there. I'd like bring my guitar in my lunch break every once in a while and just play. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, yeah. What else is it gonna do? Right. Sit there and stare at a wall, or like you know, yeah. Or UPS shipping prices or whatever. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, yeah, there is a, it's a funny scene to deal with because it is very precarious, like in terms of you know, drug use and things like that. You know, all you can do is hope that people are being responsible with whatever it is they choose to put into their mm-hmm. bodies, you know, and it's just, you just got to look out for each other, you know. You're not and you got to step up. And so I, I've known you to uh, really sometimes keep some people accountable mm. so how does one do that in a you know in like a nice kind respectful way but still gets the point across hey mm. you need to check your stuff well first like you know I'm, i i'll i'll be the first to say like i've messed up on my own which i don't think you can learn how to hold someone accountable how, without messing up exactly yeah. but you also can't lead by example unless someone has helped you and mm. led you so like like at my open mic at the Shamrock and not advocating alcohol use of any kind whatsoever, but if I would partake, I always tell the bartender two drinks. That's it, mm. and that's anybody that's gonna play with me professionally 
like two drinks, that is it. I'm like Frank Zappa in terms of that. Like I do not want anybody doing anything while they are playing music and influencing people. Because if you're under the influence, well, then you're not influencing properly. The second is keep in mind aesthetics, like which, you know, uh, what looks good, like what feels good, what makes you feel alive versus anesthetics. If you're if you're numbing yourself out with anesthetics and you don't want to feel alive, maybe figure out what makes you feel alive. Make make yourself feel good. Can you differentiate differentiate the two terms you use? Aesthetics. Versus, so I know what aesthetics means. I like like the way things look or whatever. Well, feeling alive basically. So like aesthetics meaning like right now, like we chose to get up and do this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And we're both pretty lively. Yeah, I yeah. look into into your eyes and you seem pretty lively right now to me. You no, know, I sound dead. Well, you <laughs> you, you sound a little rough, but that's okay. We can figure that mm-hmm. one out with a little throat coat tea or something. Um but anesthetic meaning like the thing that like a doctor would use to put you to sleep essentially gotcha so like look at the aesthetics and try and figure out how to get yourself feeling more alive versus how to numb yourself out because a lot of times i think problems come from when people want to numb their pain as opposed to like be solution oriented and like and face it or have an outlet for it that's not they just they kind of dwell in it without you let it bottle up and fester. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden there's this giant problem yeah. that it seems insurmountable. And I, look, it's tough. I mean, if once you get started on something, like I've seen people get really in a bad spot. And they sometimes, all it takes is like, you know, a couch to sleep on or a good meal or a shower or something. Shower's important. <laughs> Especially, time. yeah. Yeah. If, if you are ever like feeling depressed or just down in the dumps, a really nice shower yeah. and, and and not a short one, like a decent long shower. For sure. Well, definitely, it'll lift up your spirits. It will, and it'll sure. also put you to sleep. It will Usually. also put you to sleep. And sometimes, <laughs> that's also what you need. Sometimes you need to sleep mm-hmm. because you can drive yourself crazy. Staying awake. Staying awake Oof. or uh, consuming media constantly. Yeah. Truth. And sometimes you just have to, all right, it's 11 o'clock. I got to get up at whatever time tomorrow. Yeah. Especially if it's like 5 or 6. At 11 o'clock, you should probably be asleep at yeah. any point. <laughs> it's time to stop watching music videos and stuff. Right. Or <laughs> yeah, wa- or binge watching Netflix. And it, yeah. this is something everyone and their mother has done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's... I do it all the time. And I get really frustrated at myself in the morning mm-hmm. for it. But... Yeah, part of it is having that motivation to just get up and do something. Because mm-hmm. we've all been in that position where we're like, what are we even doing anymore? Like, something's got to change. Yeah, that's that was uh, me after college ended and I had, like, no job or no routine anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. I was like, because I was like, I was staying in bed all day. Because um, I'm an introvert as it is anyway, so I don't like going around and... Uh, so I, I was staying in bed all day watching YouTube videos, not even like making music or anything. Yeah. But I, I totally had the capacity to do so. Because uh, um, it, it's literally, literally, if I I live in, I had a, I have a loft bed. Okay. And so underneath that is my desk, which is also super unhealthy. 
It's you're working where you sleep. I'm working where I sleep. Yeah, I it's you. super, super unhealthy. But it's like the only possible thing that I had. But you can lift those blinds up real quick. That I, that yeah. usually will help. Yeah, oh yeah, sunlight is oh it's so important. Get yours especially with like the pandemic that is still going on. Vitamin D. Um, get you gotta get that vitamin D because it is so imperative to your health. Yeah. Big time. Your white blood cells can't function. They cannot really well function. Without you, it. you will be sick yeah. if you stay inside for so long. Yep. It's so imperative. Like, and it doesn't have to be much. Just go outside, go for a walk, or eat lunch outside, eat dinner outside, something like that. Especially well, when eating. Eating. Yeah. Eating is healthy too. I mean, because sometimes you get caught in that routine where you're like, eh, I could sleep an extra ten minutes. But it's like you you should really eat yeah, your oatmeal eat, yeah. or whatever. Breakfast. Yeah, eat something. You know, you gotta yeah. gotta get started with your day. You gotta be able to fuel yourself with <clears throat> with important stuff. Yeah, and that, that's a whole nother conversation, especially within the Christian world. Coffee, the dangers of coffee. Oh yeah, and being coffee. Dep- oh yeah, dude. I don't I, drink coffee, but I don't either. Okay. I don't either. And but I, no, knowing all, you know, it's funny. Almost every single coffee shop around this area is owned by Christians. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's the niche that we fill perfectly. Interesting. Because <laughs> so we don't do any other drugs but coffee. Well, Caffeine. I, well, and that's the thing is I know in like the AA community, coffee is a really, really big thing. So I wonder if some of it isn't like, I mean, maybe, I, and I'm not saying it is, but I'm speculating, but Christianity is really heavily tied to AA, which I know, oh, it, I, I know yes. it's but, helped so many people yeah. out. You know, and they share their stories in in AA meetings, and they drink a lot of coffee. So maybe there's something there's, to this. Here. Well, because well, <laughs> you can you can get addicted on caffeine just like you can any other drug, and it's especially prevalent in America because we live in the society that is kind of you need to be awake at all times, yeah. and you have to uh, you have to get your local Starbucks, so you have to get maybe three or four cups of coffee before you're ready to go, and that's dangerous man yeah if especially if you're drinking like four five six cups of coffee that's that you are addicted at that point to the drug you are in heavy dependence to that drug Truth. uh to if you can't if you cannot wake up and at least like drink a cold bottle of water that should wake you up yeah it does actually it, 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 gets, it, like, it literally does wake you it, it gets it, your organs going. it gets your organs going if you can't wake up from a, like a, a cold glass of water you're addicted. You're you are addicted, and and that's and that's a that's a that's a problem you got to figure out for yourself. Yeah. Coffee uh, better than alcohol, though. I'll say that it, it, well, for sure. Yeah. It, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm I'm saying like like it's just an all be all, but it, it's not the worst <laughs> drug to be addicted to. However, it's something that you should keep in mind. Yeah. Especially as you want if you if you want to have a family, because kids don't wait for coffee. No, they do not. No, they and and no, not. and really, no nobody does either. Besides, like. Adults. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's interesting, though, like how coffee did kind of help people evolve in a way, um, especially in terms of like cafes over in England. Mm. I mean, a long time ago. I mean, well, I guess not a long time well, ago. Well, they, they were more tea oriented, but caffeine is so low than tea. Yeah. Well, once coffee hit, my goodness, they were up and chirping and buzzing for <laughs> what, yeah. like eight, nine o'clock at night. That'd be an interesting study to see how coffee uh, kind of helped the Industrial Revolution. They oh. kind of were introduced in the same same era. Oh yeah. 
Well, I mean, think about it. Before, before, I need my beans. But before that happened, I mean, everybody was drinking. I mean, they were drinking alcohol for the most part. Water wasn't a very well, it wasn't like, available. Pure, it wasn't very pure. So I mean, once they started, you know, boiling water into coffee, you, you had a, a zippy population who wasn't drunk anymore, and they started thinking. Dude, so. it's incredible. When I go back, like one of the, oh my goodness, the the one thing that is. I think underestimate oh, under like when you think of drinking populations, you you might think of oh Ireland and the Irish they love their drinking, but oh my gosh, America Americans used to drink kegs per day. Oh yeah, kegs. We got, we got whole tunnels underneath Lancaster City that were dedicated. Oh, really? I didn't nothing. know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Look up the history of Lancaster City. We had a lot. Yeah, no, it, it's insane. Like the whole prohibition movement is kind of like a. Oh well, that happened. That's kind of that's kind of silly. But you don't realize the reason why it happened was because it was so much alcohol. Because there yeah. was no soda, there was no, there was barely like you know, no one no one knew about you know germs at that point still. Yeah, true. Um, so they were just drinking whatever water they had and then ruining their insides with whatever bacteria that, mm-hmm. that, that came with it. So alcohol was the main way to safely kind of drink. Yeah, um, which is kind of. Really silly to think about it now, because uh, drinking alcohol, if you if that's all you're drinking, you're gonna have a problem. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you're drying yourself out. You feel like a fish every morning. Right. You know? But um, that's one thing. Like like you were saying in the music community, excuse me, where I wish that, and you know maybe this is too much to say. I don't know, but I wish that establishments would offer maybe like a meal as opposed to alcohol whereas like if if i go to a place and let's say i have a guitarist who doesn't Mm -hmm. who doesn't drink at all well then they don't get any benefit from it Mm, so you think like a complimentary meal yeah like give it give us some chicken tenders give us some chicken tenders and some fries maybe instead you know that would be cool and and that would maybe be a solution oriented thought of like hey have musicians here and if you want them to you know be with it respectful and let them lead by example give them some chicken tenders instead of like five beers you know and that's not really hard because i was thinking like okay because <coughs> excuse me kitchens are hard to come by in bars yeah, it can be um, it can be for sure uh but like especially all the open mics i've been to, you know tell us mm-hmm. uh the shamrock cafe they have like back to chips i think yeah absolutely but, but um, having you know chicken tenders ain't that hard to make. No. Um, so I, I think that that'd be a respectable option. Yeah, and if if they do have a kitchen, you know, use that to their advantage in mm-hmm. terms of like, hey, you know, we we understand you don't want to drink, and we want the incentive for you to come back here. So here you go. You know, and those who want to have a beer or two or whatever, then go for it if that's your thing. But I think, you know, feeding people sustenance, mm-hmm. especially those that, you know, they might be struggling musicians, they should have that option. Yeah, yeah. I when I was doing my DJ work, uh, that's when I was, like, really poor, poor, poor. And so I really counted on those wedding nights to be fed, mm-hmm. uh, like, a legit nutritious meal because every other night was ramen cups. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. I get you there. Oof. Those days, I'm glad that they are mostly gone. <laughs> yeah, for, for my part, mostly gone too. Um, I've been, I I've wanted to have a chance to shout out this restaurant. I haven't had a chance. 
So there's Ted's Deli on Broad and Orange Street. Okay, Ted's Deli. Right, like like right next to the prison area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they make the best Italian subs I've ever had, and I've I've lived in Brooklyn. I've been around New York City for a while. Um, and I shouldn't say live. I lived in Brooklyn. That's not necessarily true. But I've been around there enough to know. Yeah. The the you know, the local whatnots, and I've had friends from Chicago that have you know lived their life in, in the suburbs and you know the highest delis that they've ever Absolutely. ever been to. Oh, and and man, I miss those. Yeah. yeah. I, I gave them Ted's Deli because I thought it was on par, and they said, "Yo, this is." This is probably the best I've ever had. <laughs> Good to know. And, and and they'll give you a they'll give you a sub, and it's only like six fifty. Okay, and it's I mean full on full like, on le- legit sub. It fills me up, dude. I love Italian subs too, so I'll check that right, one out. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I'll check that one out. Right on. Um. I used to go to Bruno's quite a bit. Bruno's. Too. Yeah, they were pretty good, but they're not there anymore. Mm. Now it's like uh, I want to say it's like a Puerto Rican restaurant. It's right by the old Puffin Stuff building. Yeah. Oh, I know the Puerto Rican. There's a Puerto Rican restaurant next to like John Williams Tires. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll sell you empanadas the size of your hand for two dollars. It was just National Empanada Day, like what, like a week or two ago. Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It I was on. Know. It was on a Friday. It was. I think it was either last week or the week before. But there's 26 restaurants around Lancaster that have empanadas. So like, there's even like meatball empanadas, stuff like that, like just random stuff you wouldn't mm-hmm. even think of. I have one on my corner that sells. They're um oh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, El Tucororo. They're uh they're pretty darn good actually. Yeah, good. It's a Cuban restaurant. So. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's and that's a that's another thing we could uh, us musicians could be good about is like going to um, like local restaurants and I guess a deli isn't really a place to you know perform music in, but um, but like you know like smaller smaller local restaurants like that. That uh, would do well to have music performed, and I only f- the only reason why I found the uh, Puerto Rican spot on was it Queen? I think that John Ta- John Williams is on. Yeah, beside John Williams. Um, yeah. uh, the oh. only reason why I found that spot was because I had to I had to take my car there, and I had to so I had, so I had to walk. And I was like, I'm hungry, and so I went in and I had the they had they had an Italian subs. So I was like, okay, I'll try this one too. But but they you know they didn't have the Resources to do that because of uh, shortages. Is that three hundred block of Queen? I maybe. Maybe we're talking about the same place, Pinsong Rigueño, or no? Or it's what? oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I oh, got you. Yep. Oh, Pinsong yep. Ranco or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we were talking about the same spot. Oh wow, that's where Bruno's used to be. But right on. Oh I, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check out that Italian sub place though. I mean, we got pretty good subs where we're at too. I mean, if you ever want to check us out. Uh, uh, Slugger's Pizza. Slugger's Pizza. Yeah, yeah. We got some good stuff for sure. But I mean, there's so many good places in Lancaster. There really are. Yeah, yeah. And if we could get more music in restaurants, that would be great. It would be dope. Dude. It would be dope because some of them have the space to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and anybody that has ideas on that one, please blast them our way because we're always looking for new places and to if play. You're, always. Uh, yeah. If you're a restaurant owner and want to talk about that, that's part of the podcast too, is because. Without venue owners, there's no music scene. Exactly. And and we're always willing to talk to anybody for the most part. Most of us are, anyway. And uh, yeah. the vast majority, yeah, definitely for sure. Because, you know, you know, we're trying to make money. And, you know, we can't make money without venue owners. No. But we're also trying to, you know, it's all about community. And 
that's something true to Lancaster is that it is really based on community it networking. Um, we, we love to do it. We love to highlight other people. And that's kind of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast was because, you know, there, in my opinion, there's the three different scenes of Lancaster. There's like the church and all their music they got going on, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Uh, like, for example, at Calvary Church, they put on an orchestra. Dang. Yeah. That's like pretty full cool. full-on orchestra okay. for worship some, that's, sometimes. That's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. That is cool. Um, it, or And then you have, like, the theater world, which is, like, Science Sound, Kavad Theater, Prima Theater, yeah, yeah, Sermon sure. Stage. Um, you got all these, you know, AMT, yeah. American Music Theater. Absolutely. Um, and talks with them to come on the show. That's good. Do you know anywhere with a pipe organ by any chance? I know like- a few places of the pipe organ. I think the um, – I have to get back to you on that, but I, there are places within the Lancaster community that have a pipe organ. That's cool. Because yeah. I, I love seeing performances with that. I mean, you don't find too many of them. No, you anymore. don't. They're kind of like, you know, kind of hidden away. But yeah. There's this nice gems. Really cool spot. Uh, well, my my church, Reading City Church, they have an organ that is, I believe it's a pipe organ, but more importantly, in my opinion, is that it's a it's a bell tower, and like it's a piano, but it's all bells. Oh wow! I forget exactly what the instrument is called, but there are like only double digit number of them within the entire world. Whoa! And there's even less amount of players that play like legitimately play and it that plays out into like the public yeah yeah because oh, like nice. big old bell tower big old bells and oh, everything that's cool it's so cool it, like it's it, it's what harry potter the harry potter theme was played on oh no way yeah, yeah. i do you, i hear that every morning from my yeah. fiance's oh, yeah. phone alarm that's funny so i like it and respect it but i also hate <laughs> no, that's one. It thing. means wake up time. It means wake up time, and and dude, oh my gosh, the alarm that I have for my there's it's a harp piece or like it's like one of the g- generic alarms. But every time I hear the starting note of that harp and any other piece of music, it jolts me awake instantly. Absolutely, and it gives me so much pain because yeah. I re- <laughs> and it's, uh, I can't listen to that piece anymore because I know it has that, that note. But you can't you can't up. stop liking it at the same time, right? Like like I had a Mac Miller song that I would wake up to like every day. It was like frozen Kool-Aid and pizza or whatever. And I hear it now. Any uh, same thing, any note, and I'm like, I cringe, but then mm-hmm. I'm like but I'm like I'm awake now. Right. At least I'm a little more awake. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have uh glass animals uh a piano version of Gooey. I don't know if you know that song. Mm-hmm. Glass animals are pretty cool. You should check them out. Yeah, I'm, I'm slowly realizing that I don't know nothing about music. Oh, dude, I could give you a list of bands. What are some of your influences in terms of like, in terms of okay, let's say modern music. Oh, modern music. Um, what do you count as modern? Uh, let's say the last like ten to f- ten years. Let's say ten. Oh, yeah. years. oh gosh, I don't listen to a lot of like that modern music. Okay. Um, so, like elect- electric. Is that the electronic? Um, I mean, there's electric or electronic music. Well, no, it's like specifically called like techno. electronica. Oh, electronica, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That them. Okay. I, I've kind of been influenced by, um, especially every, with that keyboard, yeah. Right, yeah, because it, it, they have like really good, like nice melodies. I used to play Roblox as a kid. 
Oh, really? uh, yeah, right. Nice. Um, so <laughs> right. I see a lot of like people playing that, and you're young in yourself, right? So. Well, well, I mean, like when I was like, uh, like in like middle school, high school yeah. era, when it was before, it was like this whole meme. It is a whole meme. now. It is a uh, whole meme now. Yeah. Uh, but so they played a lot of electronic, like uh, or well, electric music. Um, and I, I guess that's kind of, and there were all you know all the catchy like. Songs like you know the TikTok songs that are that are electronic and now were on the Roblox back then. Yeah. So it was it was um it was really interesting to it was really interesting to see that progression, but uh, that's I guess that's kind of where my modern music. There's like Florida Georgia Line that I listen to a lot. Oh, they're good. I yeah. was yeah I was a big country fan for recently. Uh, Brad Paisley, Jason Aldean. Cool. Um, Brett. Luke Bryan, I I forget Brett last name. Uh, Luke Bryan was one. Uh, he is a big like within the last ten years, it has to be a lot of country. That's cool, man. I mean, I like I, I respect what country artists do. You know, bluegrass artists as well. Like, mm. yeah, when I was going to festivals here and there, Cabinet was a big one that was around. You should check them out if you get the chance. I think I I think I have one of their playlists. Oh, Demon or uh, Lemon Juice. I don't know that. One. Uh, what is his name? Uh, he he wrote the uh, the best battle of all time. Whatever. Lemon like, juice. Good name. Good name. <laughs> good way to get electrolytes too. Put a little of that in your water. Boom. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> is it's yeah. It's absolutely to. That's something people don't realize. You don't get all you need with just water either. You have to have the electrolytes. You gotta get something. Gotta get something else. And it's just a nice way to clean your water bottle every once in a while, too. Mm. Natural way. <laughs> this is probably a nice one. Um, I wish I freaking knew his name. That's how good. Did you ever listen to Lettuce? They're like kind um, of a jam band, but really, really dope. I mean, they're like funk jam. No, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, Lettuce is pretty good. And there are a lot of like instrumentals, actually, so... Yeah, Lemon just, Demon, that's what... That's, that's Lemon the, Demon. Lemon <laughs> Demon, yeah, so oh, it, was, it was a... Well, he's he's made some incre like not that I've like listened to him more. He's probably made some of them like it's really good music. Uh, it, there's okay. like, he's kind of like Bill Wirtz. Bill Wirtz is a good one too. You ever heard Bill Wirtz? No, nah, I haven't. Oh my gosh, he's he is one of the most insane, literally insane, uh, musicians <laughs> that I know. Like imagine Weird Al. Yeah, but he made his own music. Okay, fair enough. Right, that's solid. Yeah. I liked Weird Al back in the day. I loved watching his music videos on MTV. Oh, dude, they're so funny. Yeah, they they're were so great. wild. Yeah, Amish Paradise. Yeah, and especially yeah, yeah. living here, you were like, right mm -hmm. on, Weird that's Al. Right, that's about right it. on. You you hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah, but, so I definitely give a, give a listen to uh, Bill Ward. He's like this incredible musician. Uh, his lyrics make no sense, but <laughs> nice. uh, it, but it's it's the most catchy thing you've ever heard that's cool yeah. i i have a a book that i'm really into that's like that it's by mark uh, danielewski it's called only revolutions and it's really cool because it doesn't necessarily write in english um it's like made up words kind of like there's it, there's some english in between but it's mostly made up words and one side is from the perspective of this boy sam and the other side is from his lover Haley. And, uh, it, dude, it's incredible. I mean, it, I got lost in it. But that's that's the thing is sometimes, like, you can write a song or a book 
just based on how you feel mm-hmm. as opposed to like making logical sense and composing it to be like perfect you know yeah for sure yeah. um it's <laughs> some some of my older influences would have to be Elton John and Queen oh, yeah. and like all the, like the whole 60s 70s kind of era oh, for sure for sure yeah that's where a lot of Elton John specifically, because you know my piano playing. Okay. Uh, as he's heavily influenced my piano playing, or like the Eagles of Desperado, um, <laughs> um, so stuff like that. What are your influences? Because they're modern influences. Um. Well, modern or like, well, if it's modern, um, I would say like right now Wolfpack, if if you know who they are. Um, I've heard of them. And the Fearless Flyers band, they're pretty good. I mean, they're kind of one and the same. Um. Glass Animals is pretty good. Uh, Oliver Tree right now, I'm super into. Mm-hmm. He's such a strange looking guy, and he makes the coolest music I have heard in a very long time. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So those those would be some of my influences right now. Um, if you had to think and, about, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Well, I, so I was gonna say. Um, Soundtrack scores has been a lot of what I've been really, really getting into. Like, if you want to see modern within like the last five years, even, um, wait, I guess five, ten years, Michael Giacchino, uh, with like The Incredibles. Oh, yeah. Like the ba da ba ba da, the whole jazz and everything. It was like it's insane. <laughs> or, uh, what is it? Luther Goronberg, the guy that like scores for, uh, Star Wars TV shows now. Oh, nice. Um, it is super good. Um, it is like literally made Star Wars music. Well, I mean, he's made st- he's made Star Wars music, Star Wars music again. Like mo- okay. Well, he could, added a modern like kind of twist to it. Um, but still kept the same original feel. Well, he gave Star Wars. So like you know, there's like music that sounds like it's from like the the M- Middle East, or it sounds like because you, you can use the different scales or whatever. Yeah. Uh. You can make it sound foreign with these different scales. He made music that legitimately sounds like it's from Star Wars. Like it's from space. Like it's from space. Space noise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. Well, yeah, like instruments you've never heard before that sound just completely alien but make total sense that's within cool. the world of Star Wars. It, 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 so that's it, it, been a gigantic influence on me uh, as of late. Um, and you know John William, John Williams and Hans Zimmer with the Pirates, like Pirates of the Caribbean. See or, that, that's cool. I'm sorry to cut you off there. That makes sense as to why you would have been to it, like into the electronic uh, kind of scene from Roblox because there's a lot of different sounds that mm-hmm. are being made, and it's more and more as we go along. I mean, the technology is is getting better and better with it. Yeah, it is. It's interesting to connect dots. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what were you gonna say previously? Oh, uh, no, a rap is a huge influence, though, too. Like, rap? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah like Logic. Oh, yeah, because, you know, poetry, yeah. Well, yeah, poetry, like, yeah, Logic, like, Ma- Mac Miller is Mac still, Miller. I mean, that was, like, biggest celebrity death that, like, <sighs> crushed me, mm-hmm. I think, the most. That Prince was a rough one, too, but, like, I play mm-hmm. Cajon as well. Like, you've seen me play out a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'm not, like, a pro or anything, but I'll, you know, I like to wake up. And put on some hip hop and play Cajon in the kitchen, you know. It's oh, yeah. just like a, it's a nice way to wake up in the morning. You know? 
As long as the neighbors don't care. You're well, right. Well, also, <laughs> cajon ain't that loud of an instrument anyway. It is when you beat it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess it's fair. Because <laughs> sometimes I get pretty into it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I get pretty into that thing. Especially when you're hitting those, like, you know, triplet or quadruplet, like, bass notes. You know, it can get a little loud. Yeah, cajon is, 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 is an interesting instrument, especially, like, to uh, gig with. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's completely different from, you know, drum set or... Any other and I guess that's kind of kind of the appeal to it, yeah. Because uh, there's a limit to what you can do, and that's what makes it really cool. And that's the thing that separates a lot of good cajon players from just average cajon players. Is you know you'll have one guy out there who's just playing it straight up, like you know the kick drum and the snare, and mm-hmm. then you have another guy who's holding an egg while he's doing the kick drum and the snare. And then you got the other guy with the tambourine on his foot. The and guy who literally <laughs> is the drum set. The whole thing. The whole, the whole shebang. Yeah, it's a one-man drum set. That's what it is. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, I, I like to bring it out to every open mic. So I usually have that as an option. Um, <clears throat> if people want me to play, I'll play. It's a good option because there's a lot of people that, you know, can play drums. And there's not a drum set everywhere. No. Nah. Or um, the people... Like like me, like uh, I could play bass. I went to college to do drum, like percussion. Okay. Um, not set per se, but uh, like just general percussion. So, and, and it's hard as a. I mainly sell myself as a pianist. Yeah. Uh, because that's that's the niche that really kind of needs to be filled at the moment. And at least. you're pretty pretty darn good at Thank it. Thank you. So yeah. Might I as did. well do something because it's well it's impossible to fill a niche. Of like bass, and you have like Liam Galliano or Henry Dvorak or any of these other like killer bass players. It's always hard to like come in as like a person who can almost not play bass. I'll fill it when they're not around. Right? Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's if, the mentality. If, if on they that said one. no, I won't play it. Then I'll play it. Yeah. But otherwise, it's them. Yeah. They are the go-to. But you know, they they even need to take a break every once oh, in a while. So like, you know, I, I don't feel weird hopping in. In mm-hmm. situations like that, too much because I have my own style, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. everybody has their own style, which nobody can really replicate completely, right? And like, you know, I don't know if you listen to Thundercat. I've heard about them. Thunder yeah. Thundercat's great. He's uh, an insanely good bass player, and you know, he had <laughs> he said one time, he said, "If you don't have feel, you suck." <laughs> and unfortunately, like it's the truth because you you true. you gotta find your voice and you gotta find your feel. Otherwise, like no one, no one's gonna listen, you know. And where if they do listen, they're gonna be like, "Well, that's you know, that's okay." And you'll find right. it eventually. Yeah, it's 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 completely different because people will know when you are playing book book by book, mm-hmm. completely copying somebody else or whatever. Um, it, it, the real the real mom- emotions in the moments from open mics happen because. These people are truly being their authentic selves. They're not trying to copy anybody else, uh, because that's a conversation we had a little while ago. Is that you're not going to be Prince? Stop trying to play like Prince. Yeah, authenticity is is the most important thing. That's for sure. It really is. I feel like Sam does a really good job of that. Oh yeah, and she does like I like the fact that she does cover songs, but she also found her style in people like Amy Winehouse and she has a voice for it yeah she does she does and her songs are so much fun just to pick up like I've been in the studio with her before and whether I'm playing bass or whether I'm playing box or whether I've been playing guitar even acoustic 
like I can play over any of her songs and feel really good about it. Yeah. When I when I look back on it, I'm like, dang, dude, she brought something out in me that yeah, that, I that, didn't even see was there. That's another thing. Like, there's so much inspiration we can find within ourselves by just playing with it. Like, like Cody, um, I I didn't, you know, <laughs> learning his songs was a arduous process because yeah. you know some people don't know their music theory, and that's totally fine. Yep. Um, I'm one of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have like me or or Henry Henry around to it figure takes, it out. It takes all kinds. Oh yeah, for That's sure, for sure. But uh, so I, you can add so much to a piece. Um, there's just by just being a part of it, and stuff that'll stick around for its entirety for you know the rest of its life. Yeah. There there's moments that I've played that Cody's like. Yo, that's we gotta keep that for sure. Yep, absolutely. Yep, and that's called collaboration. And that's called my collaboration. Friend. And the simplest form of that is that open mic. Yeah, it it definitely is, and that's why like I I'm really happy that the Shamrock you know decided to let me jump in on that. You know, and mm-hmm. the fact that like the fact that they were like, you know what, we're gonna shut the jukebox off, and if we make people a little like you know, uncomfy because we have the open mic in here, like that's okay. It's only for one night, you know, every other week. Right. And man, they're they're all being really receptive to it, and people that didn't think they would like it are really like, digging yeah. it now. Yeah, so that's definitely fun. But also like to go along the the subject of just collaboration in general. Like music is life, essentially. You know, like it's it's a representation of life. We've been singing music for how long for a reason. And like look at us right now. Like we're collaborating. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is just remember to talk to people and figure out like how you can Mm -hmm. collaborate with each other. Networking is huge. Networking is huge. And it's just like sometimes there doesn't have to be like a a goal at the end of it either. Mm -hmm. It's like just talk to people and find out who they are and Maybe there's a different, like you said, like a lick that you came up with in one of, you know, Cody's songs or somebody else's song. And they were like, that was dope. You you need to keep that. Mm-hmm. You know, that can happen in conversations so many times that you just, the power of now is really exciting. Right. Yeah. And the way, the way you get more collaboration is by talking to people. And that's, that's, that's the truth of the matter. And as an introvert, that's really uncomfortable. Because yeah, they have to actually go places and do yeah. things and, and you know, be a person for once in your life. Yeah. Not not to say that introverts are people, no. but you got to be social and that's that's hard sometimes. Yeah. Especially well, even for introverts it can be hard sometimes. Well, uh, extroverts. extroverts. Well, hey, I'm it's funny because I don't consider myself an extrovert. Like I'm I'm fairly introverted, but people tell me I'm an extrovert and like I don't agree with them necessarily, but I appreciate like i said the power of now like Mm -hmm. once once i get into a conversation i'm in the conversation right and there's no going back from that like what are you gonna do walk away no right like that's ridiculous you know so it's just nice to to get to know you and all the other people that come out to the open mics because we're who make it yeah the music scene in lancaster wouldn't be the music scene in lancaster without us or anybody going out yeah. it would be completely different if like rob didn't come out it'd be completely different if jordan didn't come out it'd be different if um you know like some some of the uh like underrated visuals yeah 
You, do you know him, the ra- local rapper guy? Underrated visuals. Underrated visuals. Uh, he does he does mainly photography, but he does rap as well. Okay, I don't think um, I do know him. Yeah, he used to come out to the telescope mics. And huh. Yeah, he's really good. Or like Freddie Rivera. You know Freddie Rivera. Uh, hey, Freddie lives, yeah, he's on my block. I got yeah, him to come yeah. out. I was so happy. I was like, you want to get in my car and go to an open mic right now? And we had never like really talked all that much before. Oh, yeah? And he was like, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you're a real one. All right, you're, you're yeah. a good dude. You're a good dude. Oh. There's so, so many niches that you, you can just fill mm-hmm. and reach out to. They're accessible. Oh, absolutely, and they're just some of them are on your block right now, mm-hmm. and all you gotta do is talk to them and tell them to come out to the next open mic. You know, that's that's literally as simple as that. Literally as simple as that. And take a take a risk. You know, take live a, a little. Yeah. What you is know? Mike Doty had a really good quote. Uh, he was the lead singer of Soul Coughing, and he said, "What is your life without your heart at risk?" So, mm. like, that's a great, that's a great saying. I think. Yeah, that, that's a great really question. Good. That's a that's a really good, um, yeah, the, yeah. I, I've seen similar quotes like that, like, um, you know, you know, something like that, where it's like, it's, have your heart to beat a little faster. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think it's it's a great saying for an introvert, especially. What's your sure. life without your heart at risk? Like, put it out there a little put it, bit. Put it out there, and there's so much reward. It, granted, there's there's some hate that can come that way. Absolutely, but the reward is exponentially better. All the hate you can get. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. There's no sense in hating. I mean, there there are people that sometimes might cause pain to your life, and mm-hmm. you just got to kind of put them at arm's length. But don't yeah, give right. up on everybody. Yeah. That's, just right now is different. Right. You know? Yeah. That, and that's that's something I've had to learn, especially as, like, uh, well, that's kind of like a theme within Christianity is that um, so it, it, there's <laughs> good thoughts about it, and then there's really bad thoughts about it. About Christianity in general. Well, about uh, like forgiveness and within regards to that kind of like doctrine, because there's there's the amount of forgiveness where it's like, oh, nothing ever happened. You can't live like that. No. Uh, But you also can't. You shouldn't live uh, completely opposed to somebody's entire well-being. There's always a possibility for redemption. Yeah. And granted. You don't have you don't have to interact with that person anymore. Yeah, that, that's totally fine. You can keep them at arm's length. And sometimes damnation is what's called for, unfortunately. And you you don't want to use that option until absolutely every other option necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely not always the best choice. But you know, there's um, you gotta think about it. Everybody has been victimized in some way, and everybody you know has probably victimize someone well, and some way, yeah. without even knowing it mm-hmm. so you just gotta you gotta make sure that you know, you're right with yourself i guess and try and set things right as best as you can i think music's the best way of doing that mm-hmm. like if if you don't have a song to sing well there's no music <laughs> and who's listening exactly and usually it's it's touchy subjects that we touch on in music right yeah and that's that's a that's another whole controversial topic. Like what 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 should we sing about? What should what should we not sing about? Um, but really truly, there is no limit. Nah, no. I could sing about cheeseburgers and fries, right, or exactly. I could or I could sing about the meaning of life and like you know heaven eternal. It's there's mm-hmm. there's nothing that stops us. There's nothing other than us. Other than yeah, other than us, which is a uh, a good a good point to make because. 
we often fear the uh, thoughts and opinions of other people over our our own, and that that's not that's not an entirely bad thing. No, no, you gotta be part of the norm sometimes. Part yeah, sometimes you gotta be part of the norm, especially in the music industry. Yeah. Um, but it's not to take your you know. Or heart on your sleeve, or wear your heart on your sleeve, or something like that, or whatever, whatever saying that is. It's not, it's not dangerous. It's not, it's not. Sometimes it's scary. It's not all the time dangerous. And there's, there needs to be more of it, especially yeah. if you, if we want to grow as a community. Absolutely, yeah. Because people need to know who you are at that point, you know. And the interesting about, like, or the interesting thing about our community, and probably most other ones, is. We know most of our mistakes, like each other's mistakes and things mm-hmm. like that along the way because it's been a while um, that we've all been hanging out together and we still hang out with each other, mm-hmm. you know, after a certain amount of time. Like, you just got to respect the fact that, like, what are you, you going to do? This person's still going to be alive. This person's still going to be a part of the community. And am I going to tell them to stop playing music? Never, because then, Never. They, can't, then they can't save themselves mm-hmm. either. So... You just have to, you just have to recognize that these people are people, and you gotta realize relationships have their ups and downs. Always, always. Yeah. If if you're going into any sort of relationship and thinking it's gonna be perfect, you're gonna be unhappy for the rest <laughs> of your life. Severely disappointed. Severely <laughs> at, at best, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even a dog, even a relationship with your dog is gonna go sour at some points. You That's know what I mean? true. And a dog is, and a dog is like one of the most precious relationships you could ever have it really is eh? but <laughs> so you, you have to realize that you have to be uncomfortable with the uncomfortable or you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable <laughs> um on some levels you can't let it dictate your life though yeah that's true you're not wrong there because it if it dictates your life well then what life are, what you, life are you living yeah, what life are you living Who's you're life living it you're living not your own yeah right, exactly it seems like a, a fake one there I have pet rats. I don't have a dog. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got pet rats. Shout out to uh, Koi, Sable, and uh, Little Lamb. <laughs> How'd that start? Pet rats? Oh, my goodness. I, yeah, she, okay, oh, so Ash, a, Ashley decided we get rats. Hand. And, uh, yeah, I had mentioned the idea of rats before, and then she she was like, we're doing this. So, really? um, yeah, they're really cool, actually. They're kind of like dogs more than you would think. Are they really? Oh, very much so. I mean, you could teach them to fetch. They run up, like, right away as soon as you get home. Oh, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they chirp at you sometimes. Like, That's they're, cool. They're pretty nifty. And I know they're, like, insanely smart, and, like, they're probably, like, like, a lot of fun to play with, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Once they're in their climbing stages, that, that cracks me up. Because then they oh, just, yeah? Cl- yeah, they climb everywhere. And it scares the heck out of you because you're like, oh, geez, one fell behind the couch. Now I need to find it. <laughs> I had this most, I had this escape artist hamster. Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude, no, I I have no idea how she made it out of her cages and how the, so we had to clean a cage. We we put her in like a crock pot that's like a, like a decent foot and a half uh, deep. And we put like, uh, what, what is like the mesh, like frying mesh? Where it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, like mesh net kind of thing. Mesh net kind of thing, the stuff that you would put like in the fryer or whatever. Okay. Uh, like on top of that, and then we put my mother's purse on top of that. And w- within an hour, she had somehow climbed up the stainless steel walls of the crock pot, nibbled through the metal mesh. Whoa. 
and nibbled through the purse and was gone. <laughs> and I, to this day, I have I know where she I, I know where she was, or I, we found her eventually. And that's a, that's another stupidest story I've ever had because somehow, I I one night I was hearing noises from my vent and I was kind of spooked out and I was like, what in the world's going on? <laughs> was it the hamster there? Uh, well. So what happened was is that I I, I was I, I went to my mom and was like, there's something down there. I think I think it's the hamster. So I, I started putting food down there because I think it's my hamster. And she was like, there's no way. That's the air ducts. I don't know how she would get there from you know the kitchen. Oh, they can squeeze in. Yeah, they'll <laughs> they squeeze, squeeze in any anywhere. spot. Yeah. And so I, I keep hearing this, and she's she's like gaslighting me, saying, no, you're you're not hearing anything. I don't hear anything. <laughs> I um, hear it. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's mom. I, I, listen. I know I know I'm like five, but I hear what I hear, <coughs> and uh, so I was like, grab the fa- flashlight. So we take off the grate and we flash flashlight down. And there she is eating and nibbling. And I'm, I'm like, oh my lord! And my parents are like, how in the world did she managed to get there <laughs> and survive? That's cute though. You probably saw a little nose and whiskers. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, okay, so more important question. Did the, the hamster ever see you cook anything with the crock pot? Because that would probably provide incentive to get out of said crock pot. No, it was always in my room. Okay, fair, fair enough. Never seen, never seen nothing. Fair enough. Uh, so I, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, dude, it happens. I mean, all, all they need is the tiniest window of time, and that is it. So I and, get it. Yeah, it still blows my mind that goats can climb like the Hoover Dam. Oh yeah, they can climb trees like crazy. I, I'm like nuts. goats. What? Well, and certain animals <laughs> react different to like music too. Like rats, cows, appear- cows do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's my favorite fact about cows. Okay. Um, <laughs> boom. Boom. Set something cows. off here. Well, because I. Well, because <laughs> it's it, the last thing you would have think thought of. I was at, at a Texas. My uh, my parents. My grandparents. Uh, parents like, well. My mom, my grandparents, and their everyone else lived in Texas. Okay. So they have like Texas. ranchers farm and they have like oil wells and all this all this stuff down there. Yeah, kinda cool. That is it. very cool. Um but uh so yeah, they have uh, a ranch where they have like cows and stuff and I, I there was a old guitar and I was like, Oh I'm bored. I'm gonna go outside and play and it wasn't that bad outside unlike, you know, most Texas days where it's like a hundred and five degrees. It was only like ninety two. It was only like ninety two with like <laughs> But but the 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 plus side was it was like zero humidity, so it was like uh, actually able to to live. And the, yeah, the guitar would stay in tune at that it point. Was at that point, and so I started messing around, and then just one cow comes up to me. I'm like, ah. "What's up, cow?" Yeah. And and then slowly as I keep playing, it just stays there. And then the all the rest of the herd starts coming and making its way over, and they love to listen to music. Really? They absolutely love it. It's like weird. Yeah, I, because I, because I, I, I was, I was flabbergasted. Yeah, when, yeah. when it happened to me, it was like it was like an out of body religious experience. <laughs> a bunch of cows running up to me. I was scared. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> is this fence gonna hold?" <laughs> right. It's just like wire fence. And I'm, I'm, at that point, I was like, you know, twelve or something. And so I'm like, "There's a herd of bulls with horns Oof. coming full speed at me." You know, with their children. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. But they stopped right at the fence and just sat there, listened. And uh, when I was done, they walked away. Whoa. And I'm like, 
Well, there's your what? saving grace. Oh, music just saved you from those uh, those steers or those well, <laughs> those bulls. Well, granted, if I hadn't played music, they wouldn't bother near me anyway. That's true. But I, it was just so weird. And then I, I like like deep deeply searched into it. And yeah, that's the thing. Like cows love music huh. of, of most kinds. I'm about to hit a farm up, maybe right in the, the next week or so. And yeah, see right. If to I see can what get happens. This going. Yeah, I mean. The theory needs tested in my book. I don't. Right. I don't learn unless it's usually me doing it. But you know, I I, I believe you on this one. Right. You I, seem like you really mean it. So I, I do because I would have not told that story had it not happened. Because that's, yeah. that's the most ridiculous story you've ever heard. It's something. It's definitely something. But I do believe you. Rats apparently, and they I tested this one, and it does kind of work actually. They like uh, tunes in three four. I have heard that. So I've like, heard boom, that. Dip, dip, boom, dip, dip, mm-hmm. For all you listeners out there, <laughs> anything that's kind of gypsy, like waltzy. Yeah, that's waltzy. They they dig that. It's so weird too because they like they perk up their ears and they come to the edge of the cage and they sit there and rats do this thing where they boggle Bum. their eyes. Yeah, so their eyes are like bouncing <clears throat> in and out and they're like bruxing and and making these funny like I don't know, not even squeaky noises. It's more like like teeth chomping together. But they're happy about it. You know? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, they're nifty. Right. You ever uh, paid any attention to like the rat experiments going on, like the like the the, the gorgeous ones? Or no. I forget exactly. Yeah. So oh, with the wavy haired ones, like the they look like they have like a toupee on them. No, it's so it's <laughs> this experiment done. <clears throat> I forget what it was called, but it's it, so they did this experiment to like kind of reflect on humans. Because okay. rats are quite quite human like. Oh yeah, in we're all mammals aspects. here. Uh, so they gave the rats an abundance of food, um, everything they could need for life, uh, so they wouldn't have to work anymore and just see what happened. Okay. So it's kind of, it's kind of like exactly what America is, yeah, almost. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what happened was utter chaos. Oh, really? Yeah, because, so they, they like... They re- reproduced a lot, a lot, then they only had like a limited space. But what happened is that as soon as it started like kind of like peak almost, there was these two sections of rats. Uh, one of them would just constantly beautify themselves, Con- and they uh, were they called were, the pretty ones. Yeah, they were pruning. Or yeah, they, were, they, were. they constantly always prune, like to the necessity of like a fly cleans its eyes. Oh, weird. Yeah, right. And then there was this completely other set, sect of rats that were just trashed oh, and no. could not care less and they would like be utterly depressed wow yeah so it was a rat utopia experiment that's what it's called wow yeah and that is interesting to think about because like you look at people in overpopulated places and i mean not to say we're overpopulated but how we New York how, City was, uh, well yeah how we section off into groups like that though i mean that's that is very interesting to think about because there are extremely beautiful people in New York City for sure that constantly and, are constantly constantly working on their beauty. Yeah, but I mean to get that it's money and that's it's money, that, yeah. Yeah, but that's where it's you get that line of like what is what's too much. Well, yeah, yeah. at what point am I not being human anymore? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that green green greed will will get mm-hmm. to people after a while. You know, that's yeah, I definitely encourage you to check out that rat experiment. Yeah, it's I'll check cool it one. out. The rat utopia experiment. Rat, rat utopia experiment. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's something else. Ugh. New York City was fun to live in, though. I was in Queens. Yeah, I, I was know in about Queens that for a while. while. Yeah, I was in. Uh, I was in Queens, uh, Forest Hills, 
for a year and then I was in Ridgewood for two. Um, really fun time. I did a city year out there, which is an AmeriCorps program. Mm -hmm. So I was doing like tutoring and mentoring um, in Long Island City. And then I got promoted to team leader the second year I was there. And we did like, you know, if you ever see like big murals and stuff like that throughout New York City, like I helped design a lot of those. Really? That's dope. Um, I, I used to be more of a like a visual artist than I am now. Um, I still have a lot of the designs and stuff like that, but that was really fun. And we did construction projects and led groups of like corporate employees through service days just to beautify the neighborhood. Um, we did a lot of tree planting, stuff like that. That's cool. And then, yeah, then I worked for... Uh, Children International for a little while, and then I worked for Greenpeace for a bit. Like, Maybe that was your experience with Greenpeace. Greenpeace, yeah. You yeah. have been all over the place a little yeah. bit. Well, it's, it was fun. I'll tell you that. I was team leader for them for, I want to say, like three months or so. So I was there for six, I believe. Uh, but yeah, then it was time to come back here to go to school. I was mm. still technically a yeah. resident of Pennsylvania, and you know how school prices are going. Hopefully, right, hopefully right. a little bit of that will be eased soon, but we'll see. <laughs> All of us are waiting for the housing market to crash. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We are. And we're also <laughs> waiting for that announcement to be like, hey, your, uh, your student loans cut in half. <laughs> like, at at yes. least or something. <laughs> at <clears throat> least would be great. Even 10 grand, my goodness. Like, yeah, that's – politics is a whole different realm, especially when it comes to, like, music. Uh because it's hard to, especially when you're when you're like a Christian or, because uh, there's some parts of culture that are somewhat antithetical to Christianity. Yeah. And uh, what especially like drug scenes or whatever have you. Mm. So interacting with the culture as trying to be a, a like a, a devout yeah. uh, religion religious person is a hard dynamic are you religious at all um yeah i would say i'm like i so i grew up uh going to a methodist church and oh, then you did okay yeah. yeah i went to uh the methodist church in oh boy let me think here it was in uh wrightsville but i can't think of the street name locust street united methodist um and then i ended up going to the presbyterian church down donegal springs road later on in life uh that one really appealed to me like the Preacher came in in like a kilt and had bagpipes every once in a while, and that's just, cool. And my dad grew up living next to that church. He, they, uh, his dad was the caretaker there for the cemetery and and all the other property down Donegal Springs. Um, but I'd say like I'm more of a deist, if anything. Like I believe there definitely is something that created. Um, I don't know what to call it, and I feel love from it. So. That's my religion. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, oh, well, cause and I believe Christ was a person. I mean, I do believe that, and that he was, you know, definitely a heavy influence on the world. So. Yeah, it's actually a, a fringe belief along, like, like scholars. Yeah. The, the, what is it, mysticism, or that Jesus Christ never existed at all oh, in yeah, any no. capacity. That's like a fringe belief, yeah. which is a misconception people think. Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, Christ never existed. But that's among, like, actual, like, historical, legitimate, non, uh, like, well, atheistic uh, scholars. They all will mostly say, yeah, Christ was a person. Definitely. We have record of him. Yeah, I believe that. So, uh, yeah. uh, 
we're never going to know everything from no, him. No, we're never going to know any anything from him. Um, we don't even know what the pyramids were for. <laughs> like all we have is records of like writing from, you know, really intelligent human beings. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's interesting. Yeah. Um being like religious and having to deal with music because music is a spiritual act. Absolutely. No matter which way you you turn it, um and you have to interact with it properly because it, it's going to make or break you. Yeah, well, it follows rules for yes. sure. But the interesting thing that I find about, and again, I, I'll say it again, music is life, essentially, mm-hmm. like, or a representation of it. The interesting thing about religion is there are so many different forms of it, and it's almost like music where, like, there is one, there is so one. Religion. Well, yeah, but there are. There, yeah, 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 yeah right, so right. many genres of religion and, and music. Um, and they all follow one basic rule of the fact that we're all alive. Nobody knows exactly how we got here. But we're all pretty certain, for the most part, that some grand thing created us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I find it interesting because there are so many different genres of religion. And that's cool. I don't I don't see why we can't all interact with each other in a way where you know we just combine and and that's cool. I don't know cuz that, that's a difficult topic cuz you, you get into all these different like uh doctrines or or, or like thought processes because there are some hardcore religions oh, that believe hardcore things yeah. that do not mesh with everything else. Well, that's yeah. It's life so it, or death at certain points. Yeah, it, yeah. So it, it's it's definitely a hard. <laughs> I always laugh whenever I see a coexist thing because I'm like, it's never gonna happen yeah. when it because from like Christians to, to Muslims to Hinduists to Buddhists, mm-hmm. Buddhists, 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 Buddhists yeah. uh, to like the Church of Science or even like even atheism or whatever else, whatever. Rastafarianism. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, there's no way you're going to be able to truly coexist with the, if you were to follow, <laughs> if you got each of those religions who, person who like follows the letter to the law. Yeah. There's going to be a fight. I don't think those people exist. I would disagree. Really? Well, yeah, because there's, there's a whole bunch of like uh, evil people that do evil things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say... You know the word I'm trying to, I'm alluding to. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to say that. Absolutely. Uh, but it's there are a bunch of dangerous people that will take their beliefs. Like for example, gay marriage, or even just the activity of being gay, mm. is punishable by death in several countries. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Still, it so, is. You're right. You're right. So it, it it would be impossible for them to to mesh well with like with like a like American society that's heavily secular secularized. Yeah. And uh, you're free to do whatever you want. And that's okay. There's a, a bunch of people that would absolutely hate us, and they have hated us, and yeah. they will retaliate against us for there's, that. There's still that common thread, I believe, though, where like, and that's maybe where people think like it's maybe a utopia-minded thought, or like a, I don't know, an optimist. Uh, yeah, um, it's a, yeah, an optimist. There you go. Yeah. Um, where I, I still believe there's that common thread among every religion and every group of people, where it's like. We all want to know what the purpose of this all is. Oh, right. Yeah, for sure. I'll give you that. And, like, I still think that, you know, sitting in the same room with each other, I really wish that that would be something we would all focus on as, like, as humanity. You know, we everybody, everybody basically shares the same human experience. It's just 
how many resources we have to share like you were you know kind of talking about and alluding to with like the rat utopia experiment mm, you know? right 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 like it's it's all a matter of resources but the the general <laughs> thought is still there of like who are we you know why are we here and can we connect yeah that's that i would agree with you for that that's definitely a transcendent line that we can all agree with yeah. um unfortunately other stuff gets in the way. It does. It does. It uh, does. Life always life always gets in the way in some form or another. Yeah, life often gets in the way of itself. Yeah. I was just in a car accident, like, last week. <laughs> so, like, it's just one of those things, like, where it's, like, everything pops up. And then you just got to deal with it as mm-hmm. it as it comes. And, you know, it's not like it was really anybody's fault. It was just kind of something that happens. Yeah. The, the, yeah. There are so many accidents that I've had where it just happens. The, both roads were icy. We were going at a curve at the same time. Mm. There's literally, I'm going at least you know, 10 to 15 miles an hour. There's literally nothing more I could do. Skid, Skid. slowly. Yep. <laughs> and suddenly my the, the back fender is off the car. And, and it, it was like, oh, wow, what do you want to do about this? And yeah. Well, what you're going to do is you're going to file on, an yeah. insurance claim. Yeah, right, right, right. And you're going to find a way to work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, how, how is that with, like, because especially around here where you have to almost have a car to, like, get out to a music venue space. Yeah. How has that, was there a time before you had a car? Uh, Not really. No, I've had like intermittent time. Well, like one or two intermittent times where it was like a week or so without one. But for the most part, no. I got my license when I was pretty young. My dad was very adamant about making sure that he taught me how to drive, and he taught me uh, how to drive a manual on like an old uh, truck with a pretty loose clutch. So, oh no! So I'm pretty decent at driving manual. All right, in, in, a, in a good car now. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I've always pretty much had one. I always saw it as a necessity because if I Absolutely. wanted to get out and if I wanted to carry a PA system or or you know my amps or anything, I had to have it. You know, otherwise, you don't get the gig. So, right, yeah, and because it's always baffled me because there there is a homeless population of musicians mm-hmm. that are around here mm-hmm. and a a, a carless. Uh, Society, what is the population? That's what the word is. They they don't don't have cars. Yeah, Yeah, non-drivers. Um, but they always get around somewhere somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you ask you ask a buddy, or you hire him on as like a you know side musician or a bassist or whatever. Usually, you'll find a way there. Yeah, it's possible to do. It really and you can you could do that for years if you really wanted to. It's just you got to keep in mind, like you get what you give. So hopefully mm-hmm. you can you can hook up whoever you're getting to drive you around. You know? Yeah, that's for sure. You you can't just take things. No, no. Or else they won't last. Exactly, and yeah, yeah that's how you have to think about you know how you live. You don't want to mm-hmm. hop from one person to another to another and rely on everybody until you used up all of your again your resources around you. Right. Yep. Everything is going back to the rat utopia. <laughs> <laughs> we are not in a rat utopia. <laughs> we are we are humans, yeah, right? <laughs> we are maybe in a human utopia. Well, hey, look, we we got blessed with something along the way. Well, 
Being born in America is probably one of the Being born in America yeah, for sure. sure. Also, these opposable thumb things are Oh, pretty these opposable good. thumb things are pretty cool. <laughs> we got those along the way and everything changed at that point. I didn't know that if you didn't have toes, you could not stand. Oh yeah, you'll fall over. I did not know I didn't realize how toes were important, how much like how important toes were to walking. Oh yeah. Did you crack your big toe or something? Or? Well, um no, I, I well I, I I like hearing stories of people surviving and some somebody had like done Everest or something and you know you know how Everest can be when yeah. people die. Yeah, yeah. Um Big time. to the point where they use them as way markers now. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, it's kinda kinda sketchy. Ooh. But uh so yeah, some some people had like, you know, lose their toes. Like it literally falls off. And then and, they fall over? And then they can't move because they, they've lost their toes and it's like huh. Huh? You got right. it. I bet. I mean, you could probably figure out a way to hop around, like maybe like a pogo, yeah, like, like kind of like a pogo stick. Yeah, but on, like each on foot. Everest, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, not off Everest. Yeah, that's not gonna work so out it, so well. It's an interesting, interesting. Uh, the human body is really interesting in the ways that it will survive. Yeah, I, I just had a class in anatomy and physiology, and I learned more Latin terms than I care to ever remember again. <laughs> I think it like grayed out part of my brain permanently. <laughs> it was me with music. I think I've, I've learned so much. I've learned so much of a dead language. I could talk to a dead person. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong <laughs> with that. But it's just like contact the ancestors. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, man, this is a cool experience. Yeah, this has been a cool experience. I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. That sounds good. I like it. Contact the ancestors. Contact we the can ancestors. end on that note. That's always a good well, one. Here's a, here's a, a a note that I want to ask. Uh, you are not the same person you were five minutes ago. Let it go in like ten ten years or however. Yeah. What is one thing that you know now as a musician, or even as just a person in general? That you wish you had known hmm. back when you started? That's a good question. I would say be more confident than other people want to give you credit for, especially initially. You should always definitely be very confident and pursue what you want to do instead of trying to adhere or to what everybody yeah, it, to adhere to what everybody else wants. Because you're going to learn the rules of music along the way. Mm-hmm. Figure out what makes you unique. Yes, you have to find your own niche. Yeah. Niche. And if you're going to sing, make sure you sing out. Like, sing, oh, yes. sing out loud. If you're going to do something, do it with all your heart. That's yeah. one thing I learned from the John Wesley hymn book. And if you're going to, that's like one of his rules for singing. Okay. If you're going to sing, sing with all your might. Nice. Or don't sing at all. N- yeah, truth. Truth. And if you actually want to hear a good story about all of the lessons of music, read The Music Lesson by Victor Wooten. Also a great bassist mm. out there. So, yeah, that's my advice, and that's what I wish I would have read first. But, hey, it's hey, all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yo, it's uh, nice been chatting with you. Yeah, we're going to actually play uh, your last song, The Bleeding Heart. Oh, wait, we played that oh, on Undertones. Oh, yeah. Undertones. Yep, we're gonna play Undertones. Right we're gonna now. play Undertones. You wanna introduce this piece? Yeah, this one is a. Uh, it's one of the older songs that I've had, but it's kind of grown, and it has a really cool jam session at the end that I'm pretty proud of, and I think that y'all will like. Um, it's a little long, so be in for the long haul. Pack a sandwich. Uh, 
Bye bye. And well, well, in the meantime, where they can find you on Facebook, they can find you. Oh YouTube. yeah, you, you can find me uh, Nathan William Art on Facebook. Uh, the Picaros. You'll see a picture of like the frog of some Salamanca. It has a skull and a frog on its head. So that's how you'll find me. Um, we also have a SoundCloud account. You can check us out there. Um, other than that, yeah, like shoot me a message. And again, you saw the card earlier. Um, other than that, Shamrock Cafe every first and third Wednesday. Uh, come see me. Just get my info and come play. Come out. Come enjoy some lovely music and maybe play a game of billiards. Play a game of billiards and come eat a slice of pizza with me or something. I'll order a pizza. <laughs> All right, with that said, here's Undertones.
episode of the story nathan it has been a pleasure having you on it's been a pleasure as well to hang and talk with you for a while buddy yeah i'd love to have you on again with some more guests that would be really fun that would be fun i feel like i know you better now yeah right that's a part of the whole thing too is getting to know people more and being able to call because really you know it's Networking is so much more when you actually know the person. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, now we got like a real relationship right. with each other and a friendship. Because how often do you just sit down and talk with somebody for two hours straight? Two hours so, straight, or right. whatever it's been. I don't know anymore, to be honest with you. Right, but it feels like it's been a day almost. Yeah, <laughs> for real, it kind of has been. I forgot all about that chicken barbecue I ate earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, it's been awesome. Yep. Can't wait to have you again. Solid, man. Solid, dude. All right. Hey, guys.